Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. It is me, of course, Chris. No Jimmy tonight. But we do have, taking his place and sitting in his chair, Kamala. That's right, she's decided to come off the uh, sign and uh, come down and join us tonight uh, in Jimmy's absence. So thank you, thank you, Kamala, for for coming and joining us. No, nothing? Okay, well... Hey, do you guys know who uh, Jeff Dunham is? <laughs> this was pointed out to me today. Megan, Megan was so kind, kind enough to to point this out to me tonight, uh, so that I can never get this picture out of my head. But Jeff Dunham, he's a ventriloquist. If you don't know who he is, um, you know, has various uh, dolls that he does his shows with. Well, I need y'all to pull up a picture of Joe Biden at the. Uh, arrival of our uh soldiers who were killed in jordan today and pull up the picture of joe biden at that and then what i want you to do is i want you to go and i want you to pull up a picture of jeff jeff dunham's doll walter <laughs> now obviously walter's been around for you know quite some time but if Joe Biden and Walter are not twins, I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you're a doll. So <laughs> it's uncanny how much Joe Biden looks like Walter. And it's pretty funny. So I think from now on, I'm just going to start calling him President Walter. I think that's the new name that I have decided that I'm going to give him. And yeah, we'll just go with that from now on because... After today, there was no question that that's exactly what he looks like. Uh, some other interesting news today. Uh, I always forget her last name. Uh, what's her What's her last name? Let's Let's look it up real quick. Her first Oh, Fannie Willis. Fannie Willis. So she's the uh, attorney that is. Uh, handling the case against Trump in Georgia, the election case, basically, basically she's She's uh, charged him with racketeering uh, from the 2020 election. Well, she got a bit of bad. Well, I don't, she didn't really get a bad, bit of bad news. She uh, gave herself some bad news today. So if you don't know, uh, she hired her basically lover, uh, to be one of the other attorneys on this case who he has no, he's, you know, he's never been a, any kind of special counsel or he, matter of fact, if I remember correctly, he hasn't even ever done uh, a RICO case or, or any kind of criminal case for that matter. I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's like a real estate lawyer, but she hired him on to, uh, to do this RICO case against Trump. And she's paid him just under $700,000 to be one of the attorneys on this team. Well, this guy was married and he and his wife are in the process of going through their divorce. And the wife uh, basically said that, you know, Fanny and him were having an affair. And so up until today, she wasn't admitting that. She, she wouldn't say either way. She wouldn't, she didn't deny it, but she wouldn't, uh, 
she certainly wouldn't admit it. Well, her filings in his divorce case uh, were due today uh, or yesterday. And uh, so she filed it. And in, in her filing, she admitted to having the affair. Now, that in and of itself probably has very little to do with you know her staying on to prosecute this case. Uh, what the issue is, is the $675,000 that she's paid this guy. Oh, by, oh, by the way, uh, probably pretty clear that some of that money was used. So look at it this way. She's a government employee and she paid basically a contractor to come in and help with this case, right? The contractor being her boyfriend. Uh, so she paid him a whole bunch of money and then he in turn took her on lavish vacations and trips spending that money. So she's a government official who spent government funds on a contractor who then in turn received benefit by going on these lavish vacations that basically the county paid for because she paid him with county money. So uh, that could be pretty good reason uh, why she, I, I almost don't see any way that she's allowed to stay on this case after this. Now, does that mean that the case goes away? Um, no, it, it means that everything's going to be delayed and pushed back because you're going to have to get new attorneys, uh, probably a new, probably a new prosecutor uh, to take the case, which means if they decide that they're going to bring this case again, um, it's going to be somebody else, which means it's going to be a while before that person is up to speed uh, to, to actually prosecute the case. So um, I think that the February 15th, the judge in the case is going to hear the arguments on, uh, you know, what impact he believes. I think uh, Trump's people filed a motion to have her removed. He's going to hear that on the 15th of February. Uh, and we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, not looking good for Fanny on that one. Uh, similarly, uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel in the uh, January, basically the January 6th um, trial for Trump that was supposed to start March 4th, has mysteriously disappeared off the court calendar. So it doesn't appear that March 4th is going to be the date. Now, it, it was not it's not on there further down the road like it was rescheduled. Um, it's just gone. So what does that mean? Um, might not mean a lot, might just mean that, uh, they are going to push it a little bit further down the road. Um, and I think this is just me thinking out loud. Um, I think that they're waiting for, uh, the other case that I believe is in DC, the DC courts as well. Uh, where Trump is claiming presidential immunity because all these things that he's he's being accused of happened while he was the president of the United States. So his immunity, uh, his his you know he's put in a uh, motion or uh, a case that's in the courts right now to determine whether or not he has immunity from these charges because he was acting in his official capacity as the president of the United States. So it could just be that be, until that's resolved, and that's a three-judge panel, so we don't know. They've already heard it. I think they heard it January 9th. 
Um, and so I think they're just waiting. It could very well be that they're just waiting until that decision, because if that decision comes down and that the judges say, yes, he was the president of the United States, he has immunity, you know, it's established in the Constitution that, that you know, the presidents are immune from this, from being charged with things that they did while they were in while they were in sitting office as the president. So they are immune from prosecution for these things. Um, if it comes down that where they say that that in fact is the case, then Jack Smith's case goes away because he can't be, he can't be prosecuted for them. Um, so that's just my, that's just my, just me thinking of why uh, March 4th um, got canceled basically. It uh, doesn't mean that it, you know, if this three judge panel comes out on Monday with their decision, it uh, doesn't mean that it can't be put back on. It doesn't mean that it wouldn't be put back on. Um, but my guess is it's going to be a little bit further down the road uh, because these courts take uh, a stupid amount of time to make these decisions. Uh, so I don't, I don't really think that uh, there's, there's too much else to that. I don't, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there saying, Oh, you know, it got it got deleted off the thing. The case is going away. The case is in trouble. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, but uh, the federal judge did announce that it's delayed. It's going to be delayed indefinitely. So that's kind of uh, kind of a bizarre thing for the judge to say. Um, Boom. We'll see. So kind of moving on from the whole, you know, court case, which by the way, it just seems like all these court cases are falling apart. When was the last time you heard anything about Alvin Bragg's case? No, nothing. I uh, haven't really heard anything about uh, Letitia, uh, whatever her name is in New York's case either. Uh, they seem to be going pretty silent on those. So yeah, it doesn't seem like they're having very good success in in these cases that they brought, which I mean, most people who have even rudimentary understanding of the law and the legal system and all that, they weren't struck. The Georgia case was always touted, lauded as being the strongest case that they had against Trump. But even that one you know, the fact that they brought it as more of like a Rico case was was bizarre to me. Um, but who knows? Uh, but they not, the, the point is, none of them uh, seem to be very strong um, going forward. And, you know, now we're seeing kind of the results of some of these that are just kind of, you know, gone, uh, you know, delayed indefinitely is kind of a bizarre way for a judge to put it. Uh, in other words, the judge doesn't know when, if and when it's going to be rescheduled. So hmm, interesting. Now, funny story, you know, we have these uh, migrants, the illegal immigrate, uh, illegal immigrants who, uh, you know, uh, Governor Abbott of Texas has sent all over the country. Um, and you have, you know, the, the liberal mantra is that these folks uh, are just here for a better life. And, you know, they just they're fleeing oppression and all that. Well, I guess, you know, we saw the video. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's not hard to find. Just go out online and look. 
of this group of, you know, young, young adult male uh, illegal immigrants in New York City who, you know, beat up two New York cops in the middle of the afternoon in the, you know, in the middle of the sidewalk. Uh, so, you know, what happened? Of course, they get arrested. And of course, this is uh, Alvin is it Briggs or Biggs. I can't ever remember. I think it's Briggs uh, district in New York City where he's the prosecutor. Uh, they get arrested. They go in. They see the judge and all of them released without bail. It's great, great strategy, isn't it? Uh, you got the governor of New York who comes out and says, oh, they should. Now she's saying, oh, they should be sent home. No, you wanted to be a sanctuary city. You invited them. Only since they've been there have you really ever started complaining about it. But, you know, th this, is, this is exactly what no consequences, which your no bail bullshit policies, laws in New York, it's a law, no bail. Um, and this is exactly what you get. So now the funny thing is, is they, they let them go and kind of word on the street is, is most, if not all of them, once they were released, somehow, miraculously, have now fled to California. So, yep, you sanctuary city fuckers, I, I you guys, you get what you get. I, I don't feel sorry for you remotely. And if any of my listeners, if any, you know, I know we've got some pretty good liberal listeners that, that do listen to the show. You know, fuck you. You can come on here and you can try to tell me what part of that uh, policy is a great idea. I'd love to hear it. I would love for you to come on and actually show your face, not like your little pussy ass Antifa face mask shit, and come on here and tell me and explain how this is a good idea. Because you got a mayor in New York, you got the governor in New York, you got a mayor in Chicago, uh, you've got mayors uh, in all these other Democrat cities and governors from these Democrat states uh, who are now screaming and crying that you're dealing with this issue, but this is exactly what you asked for. So don't, don't cry about it now. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that there's really anybody that's really interested in hearing or really caring. Now, the funny part is, is CNN, uh, they had three people on their, uh, you know, little news panel or a little opinion panel or whatever you want. And they had one one person who was a, a guest who came on the show and he was talking about how these uh, little gangs of illegals in New York City are going from store to store and robbing the stores. And then they're going down to Florida. And selling all the stuff on the streets. Well, the scene, and we're like, well, why aren't they just selling it? Or, you know, why are they going down? Or, I'm sorry. Ah, maybe it might be the opposite. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, they're going from New York to Florida. Here, let me see if I can. Uh, yeah, so they're in Florida and they're robbing. Uh, so I'll just read it to you. CNN anchors were momentarily silent Friday after learning that some Meyer gangs run criminal operations in New York City, retreat to Florida, and return to New York because they don't face any threat of jail in New York. So they're stealing the stuff in New York. They're going down to Florida and selling the stuff on the street. And then they're coming back to New York and stealing. So why? And then they were like, the, the anchors were like, 
well, why aren't they just selling on the, on the streets in New York? Why are they going on? They're like, they're not afraid to be in New York and they're not afraid to come back to New York. They're probably making more money on it down in Florida. And then they come back to New York and they just steal again because they know they're not going to jail. They're not going to steal the stuff in Florida because in Florida, they're actually going to get arrested and they're actually going to go to jail. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I mean, you don't have to be like a mastermind criminal to figure that out. That, oh, I can go to New York and I can go to California. And in California, as long as I steal less than $1,000 worth of stuff, you don't even have to, uh, I'm not even, the cops aren't even going to show up to arrest me. So, yeah, why would I not go to California and steal a bunch of shit and then go somewhere else and sell it? Or why would I not go to New York, steal a bunch of shit, go somewhere else and sell it and then come back? Because I know I'm not getting arrested. So, yeah, again, you all asked for it. You all cried and whined that this is this is what you wanted. You wanted to be a sanctuary city. Uh, and so, yeah, deal with it. Uh, this is another reason why companies are fleeing New York, why they're fleeing California, California, uh, 2023, uh, second year in a row that they are the biggest state with a net loss of population uh, because of uh, because of this, because of crime, um, you have, uh, where is she from? I can't even remember where she's from. She might be Minnesota. Uh, a congresswoman who's, oh no, I'm sorry, Massachusetts. So the Massachusetts part of the squad, I can't ever remember her name. She's the bald one. That's all I remember. Um, uh, Went on, went on TV and was uh, scolding Walgreens who have packed up, are, are packing up their shop and moving out of uh, Boston area because of the crime and because they keep getting robbed and because, quite frankly, it's a business and they're losing money because these people aren't being arrested or anything like that. Uh, and so now, of course, of course, uh, you know, now she's out there saying that Walgreens is leaving because they're in a black community and they're racist. Not because, not because they're losing, you know, five, six, seven million dollars a year because of the theft and crime in that area, but it's gotta be, has to be because Walgreens is racist, right? Yeah, so, uh, but California is experiencing the same thing. New York is experiencing the thing. Businesses are leaving. You wanna have, and it goes back to the same thing we talked about. You wanted to, you wanted to be a sanctuary city. You wanted them to come. You want to make life easy for them and and make them suffer no consequences for any criminal activity. You can live with it. And part of living with it is you lose businesses, which you know is not just the business leaving. That's a loss of jobs. That's a loss of services. Uh, you know, Walgreens is a drugstore. That's a loss of you know. That's more travel that people within those communities then have to do to get medicine and and whatever else you would buy uh you know get at the drugstore uh now they're gonna have to go further to do it but you wanted it you asked for it now you're getting it again don't ask me to be sympathetic about that because i'm not and there's a lot of people waking up to you know just how bad these feel-good policies are becoming and just how you know I, I think I said to Megan earlier 
when we were upstairs talking a while ago, I said, you know, this is the problem with, and you know, don't get me wrong. There's not a politician out there that doesn't overpromise, right? Every election year, they overpromise. Trump did it, Obama did it, Bush did it, Biden does it, although I'm not sure. Kamala, does Biden even know where he is? Does he does he even know how to get back to the White House from anyone? I don't know. Anyway, I know you're not going to answer. Um, but, you know, they need to start under-promising so that they can over-deliver instead of what they've done for decades is over-promise and under-deliver and then wonder why people don't want to vote for them in the next election cycle. I mean, yes. Are there things that they promise that they kind of have no control over because of the makeup of Congress? Yes. But there's also been plenty of times where they've had both house Senate and the white house, same party, and they still haven't pushed DACA being like the biggest one I can think of, you know, Obama had the house, the Senate and the white house, and he never did anything with DACA. He promised it. He promised it. But there's no legislation protecting these people who heard of DACA. So there's nothing to stop the next president of, you know, the next Republican president that we have from going in there and saying, okay, well, uh, there's no legislation. You guys are here illegally. Time to go home and send them away. Will they do that? I don't know. But because there's a lot of there's a lot of Republicans that you know talk a good game but don't really do anything either. Uh, so anyway, that's all I've got for you guys tonight. I really miss Jimmy. Uh, at least I had somebody to talk to. Kamal, although you know Kamal, you let me talk, but you didn't really you didn't really contribute. Did, is that something that you learned with your border czar job? Just don't do anything and hope for the best. Yeah, maybe I don't know. You've done about you've done about the same amount of work here that you do, did on the border. So, uh, thanks, thanks for participating. Um, you're wearing way too much rouge too. You need to tone that down. Um, but we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, Jimmy will be back, and we will see you then.